0: everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Loftus Party Podcast. I'm feeling my oats today. I'm feeling really good. Got an optimistic outlook on life, the right amount of coffee. It's kicking in. I'm feeling it. So that's where I am. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy sunshine. I am just, I'm, 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 I'm farting rainbows and I'm burping lollipops. (laughs) How are you doing over there, Gimlet? Ew! <laughs> right. It's like as I said it, I'm like
1: that's that's horrific. <laughs> that's horrific and just not a good visual. No, not at all. At all.
0: It's like at the. Willy I was Wonka having pitch a good day. Meeting. No, I'm just yes. kidding. What do you have? You have got you've got something going on today. You got a bit. You got a big thing. What's what's your day no, look no,
1: like? No, no, big thing. It's
0: okay.
1: Just, it's a relatively lovely day down here, sunny and not too hot. So fantastic. Little time outdoors might not be a bad thing.
0: Okay, so that's, that's, that's wonderful. Sunshine is good for you. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a little bit. Some of the stuff we're going to be talking about on the show, ladies and gentlemen, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, and I might surprise you with how I want to start, how I want to start this. So, uh, of course, you are going to be talking about the border, 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 border. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Greg Gutfeld show. We're going to talk about vaccine passports, uh, this House Resolution 1. We got a little uh, Black Lives Matter uh, real estate Insight, which is just uh, insane. Uh, we, we got there's a lot, there's a lot that we're going to discuss. So it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, we'll probably devote a lot of time to uh, uh, to Gutfeld. I'll give you guys, I'll give you guys the, the inside scoop on that as much as I can. But I want to start with this. I want to start with this, and I don't know why, but I'm just going to go with it. It's it's my instinct. So uh, Prince Philip. And you guys know I'm not like Mr. Royalty Watch. I have my opinions on, uh, on, you know, Princess Di and Meghan Markle and that whole thing. Prince Philip just died. You guys probably saw this. It was on the news recently. And I didn't know anything about that dude. I really didn't know anything about that. My entire life, my entire life, he was just that old dude who stood behind the queen. This shocked me. It didn't shock. It kind of kind of set me back on my heels a little bit. Prince Charles, did you see Prince Charles' statement about his dad's death? No, I did not. It was, and maybe it's just because I'm a dude. I just thought it was fantastic. He, I just, it was the most human I think I'd ever seen. uh, Prince Charles, and he, he he did it like off the cuff. He just came out and talked to the press. And, uh, and, and he referenced, he called his dad, my dear Papa. And just, you know, the way he said it was very, very British and we shall all miss him. And thank you for your kind words and your well wishes. And this this very troubling and, uh, time and uh, the family is in pain and my dear Papa. And it was just like, when he said that, boom, like the, like my dad has passed. I miss my dad. Uh, but it was just – it was something just really weird clicked. So I start looking into this, uh, this Prince Philip guy, and uh, he did a great job. Like, no one – and I want to say this publicly because it's going to happen now any day. Like, Queen Elizabeth is going to go any day, and you got to give credit. Regardless of what you think of the royal family, you got to give credit to, to Philip and to Elizabeth for keeping that going. Just keeping it going. Like mm-hmm. Prince Philip, I think he was like he was like from Greece or something. His family that they, they they overthrew the monarchy, his family escapes, he goes to school in England, yada yada yada. So monarchies have fallen. Listen, you guys everybody used to have a king. Everybody used to have a king and a queen. They're all gone. They're pretty much all gone. In the ultimate game of thrones, you got to give it up for Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth. And this dude, when he signed up for that, when he signed up and he knew, okay, so I marry this Elizabeth chick, I'm always going to be two steps behind her. I'm always going to be, and that's a tough one, especially back in, yeah. like, 1950. Like, you're the, you're, you're pretty much going to be, going to be, he's the queen and she's the king. But he did it. He kept that thing going. He supported her. And as uh you just have to give that, I think, a ton of credit. They kept it going, and these, you know, these Meghan Markles of the world, who, you know, are just doing their best to destroy it. Listen, you're gonna miss it when it's gone. You're gonna miss it when it's gone. And I, when I think, I think when uh, when Elizabeth goes, there's gonna be a lot of talk of like, let's just end it. Let's just end it. Let's just be done with it. So now I don't got know. To- I
1: think. I think there's not a lot of enthusiasm for Charles, but I think that the country really does love William and Kate.
0: Uh, Yeah. I think they're
1: very fond of William and Kate. Um, So
0: they don't don't like Andrew.
1: (laughs) No, right. I kind of see it continuing for that reason, because there was so much fondness for princess Diana.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's her son. You know, I just don't who takes over. This is how this is how little I know. So Queen Elizabeth, when she goes, bless her heart. The Queen Mum. Uh, she goes. So who takes over? Is it is it Prince Charles? Does he get it?
1: I believe
0: so. I
1: there was some discussion originally that it would go directly to William, but I believe because there was the whole discussion after Meghan Megan Markle's interview. Um about how they didn't give her son the title of prince. And then I saw an interview with Piers Morgan. He said, nobody, none of um, Harry's children would be called prince until Charles is king. It, It goes to the direct descendants of the monarch. So, and in the monarch line, so... William's children have that title because they're in the direct line. Their father's expected to, to become king. So um, I believe because of what I heard Morgan say that um, Charles will actually take the throne.
0: Well, I just thought I knew this Prince Philip. Gee, many Christmas. I can't I can't imagine. I cannot imagine a lifetime. Of just pretty much thankless, just a thankless gig, you just keep it going, shoulder of the grindstone, and he's not even British, and it's like stiff up a lip, keep it going, I shall not be <laughs> ha like that is uh my I doff my cap to that dude and and Prince Charles, my dear Papa, there was just something very just just hit me, hit me in my solar plexus, okay, that's enough about the royals, but I just wanted to publicly say. I like that I like that Prince Philip guy and the Queen. Oh, Queen Queenie. I don't know I don't know when she's gonna uh when she's gonna pass on, but she will be missed. The Queen of it I have I love her. I tell you what, I more and more like the more you realize, the more you realize, the more respect I have for her. She's up there with well, with Dolly realized- Parton. She, all she needs, all she needs is a bigger set of hooters and a couple hit records, and she could be she could be our Dolly Parton. We love oh, Dolly. I,
1: I think, she, I still think she's a tre- treasure. She and my grandmother shared a birthday. Mm. So my grandmother always had a fondness, and my grandmother's family came from England. So,
0: was, um, was your grandmother ever there? I guess she, well, she came from England. She had her birthday on the same day the Queen did. That had to be a blast. That's a rocking good time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was the same year, but it was the same month and day.
0: Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Here's right. what I'm saying. I'm saying if you're a kid and you're in England and your birthday is on the same day that the Queen's is, hey, if they're having fireworks and parties in the street, a party is like, yeah, that's for me. That's for me too. <laughs> I'm in there. That's I'll how just I feel. Take
1: about, a piece of that.
0: That's how I feel but, about my um, birthday. My birthday is July 14th, which is uh, Bastille Day in France, oh. and I have always, always wanted to be in Paris. For that holiday. And like I would just tell myself. Like this is for me.
2: This is all for me.
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah no. I. But I yeah yeah. But, but yeah yeah. Shame. No no no. no. Realized... But yeah yeah. But yeah yeah. That's what I want. Why is that but no. Why would you say no to that. That's what I want. Oh
1: I wasn't saying no to that. I was thinking aloud.
0: <laughs> okay but, but yeah no what. What bring, bring some negativity, but yeah, know no what
1: I, I was just going to say I didn't know a whole lot about Queen Elizabeth and how she came to the throne and what she actually did as a relatively young woman once her father passed away in terms of managing what was the kingdom at the time. Um and I learned a little bit more about that watching the first couple seasons of The Crown. Super impressive, actually. I mean, she people went love all over show. the world. Yeah, people, she went all over the world to places that, you know, a woman just didn't go then, you know, In the middle of the jungle and everything else. I mean, I just, I loved learning that, I guess, because I didn't, I didn't realize how young she actually was when, when she took the
0: throne. Be careful with that show, The Crown, though. Mm. I looked I looked into it a little bit and there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of pushback now and I think people look at that show like oh there's these historical facts and they're just gonna dramatically represent that in a in a in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. They're playing a lot more loosey goosey. That that show there's there's bells and whistles going off with that one because yes this thing yeah. did happen but then they fictionalized the behind the scenes but then you're mm-hmm. watching it and you're like, "Oh, I guess that's that's the way it really went down." So it's like in right. a in a way it's rewriting history. Okay. I already feel guilty because we gave so much uh, we gave so much energy to to the royal family and that in that you didn't like my 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 dream of of going to paris and and having a celebration of my life that hurt me deeply so we have to move on <laughs> we have to move on we got we got to talk about let's talk about the border let's do that real quick that'll be that'll be light and sunny it's i we've said it what now every week for the past month on the show i think so we at gotta least get, we got to get people down there your government has failed you your government has failed you uh, yes, there's a lot to be said for. Oh, here's a photo that's going to break your heart, like that little kid, that little Latino kid in the desert who was lost and crying. Holy smoke! If that doesn't break your heart, I don't know what it is. And 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 the 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 video of the smugglers dropping the two little girls over the wall, just like sacks of potatoes. That that's 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 heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. And if but you don't, why, isn't our, stuff- why
1: is our government encouraging it? Well that's only happening because it's being encouraged.
0: Exactly, and that's the horrible thing. And that's where and that's where I we can keep going down and sending those videos. You can, we can keep sending congressmen down, we can keep sending senators down, we can keep sending people down, oh look at this video, look at this video. There's a lot of power in in that imagery. In the meantime, can we please get some people down there to discourage this action? And yes, the, there's going to be smugglers and there's going to be cartels and they're going to have weapons. So you need to know that going in. I'm not, I'm not saying to deny reality. It's going to be dangerous, but we, we have to shut it down. We have to shut it down. And if our government's not going to shut it down, the people of Texas need to shut it down and Arizona and New Mexico and California come bring, I'd bring them, I'd bring them from every state. If, if there's, if, if the freaking Green Mountain Boys of Vermont want to come down and play camp out, I would invite them. Because every day, more and more people are coming across. Something needs to happen. And it's... Well, I think... Go ahead.
1: This week, they opened, like, the 16th or 17th overflow facility. The, the government is literally taking over convention centers.
0: I saw a stat, and I'm looking it up. I wrote it down. The amount of money they're spending?
1: $60 million a day.
0: Oh, I thought it was a week. But either way, either way, that's outrageous. Like, imagine what we could do with that money. One
1: contract for hotel rooms was $89 million.
0: It's... Can you imagine, like, oh... There's a there's a homeless vet and they need help. Can you imagine? Just just the the, the homeless people anywhere and, and, and veterans and all that stuff. The I mean,
1: did you see that lunacy where San Diego um, public school teachers who refuse to go back to the classroom are going to migrant facilities to teach migrant children?
0: Yes. Like yes. if you
1: were a parent in San in San Diego whose whose kids have been. Barred from going back to school in person for a year, I'd be, like, half homicidal.
0: I, I would What be do you mean? Like, I'm ready. If, if I ruled the world, if I was in charge of all of it, I would—listen, all those teachers would be fired. I would, fired. Fire, all, I would, I would fire all of them. And then I would, I would just buy the school for, and just go, we're reopening. Who wants to teach? Here's the, yeah, cur- yeah. seriously, here's the curriculum. Here's the textbook. Make sure every kid does, I mean, it's all done. All you have to do is physically show up and keep the kids from killing mm-hmm. each other. And that's what parents have been doing for the past year. You could have a volunteer teaching force and and do a much better job. Oh, I, 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 volunteered,
1: I volunteered to go in when the Chicago, I publicly volunteered on Twitter and other social media. I'll happily go teach K through third grade in a Chicago public school tomorrow.
0: Oh, absolutely. Tomorrow
1: I will do it. I need some people willing to take on the high schoolers and the junior high schoolers so the carjackings will stop. But I I can't do that. But I can do the little kids.
0: Yeah. Well, while we're we're doing that, while you and I are, are teaching the kids, I'll do art. I'd be a great art teacher. Uh, and history. I'll do art and history. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to teach. Probably math or something. But while we're doing math that. Math English. We got to minglish. You'll, you'll be the minglish teacher and I'll be the aha teacher. <laughs> so while we're doing that, we got to send people down to the border. We, 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 we have, to- we've got to shut it down. We have to. This is. I think
1: Arizona's what do you think? governor sending the National Guard. I thought I saw that headline earlier.
0: Well, I know that Abbott said something in Texas about he was going to do something, but this whole "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna" every day—it's and it's there's tens of millions. There's tens of millions already here. There's more on their way. It never stops. It's record numbers. And for me, the the huge game changer in all this is. it, we're we're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is now, and I hate to, I hate to be talking about uh, I- impeachment because it seems kind of hacky and everything. But to me, this is this is an impeachable offense. This is our national security. You are <laughs> actively you are actively letting it in a time of a pandemic, uh, letting in uh, all kinds of unknowns. How many of those people have COVID? How many people are going to keep reinfecting? How many people are going to keep this? Listen, we're on, we're on lockdown. A lot of places are still on lockdown for a reason. Because, oh, we need social distancing. you got to have masks. you got to do this because it's danger, danger, danger. And to have the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States overturn these policies and not finish the border wall, which now they're talking about they might actually do, their policies... And they're they're blind eye to, they are not, we we have laws, we have rules. For them not to uh, abide that and protect American citizens, get them out. I would, I would, uh, I would, I think that's an impeachable offense. I do. They are, they failed at their most basic thing, protecting American citizens. So it's take economics out of it. Take, oh, a tax burden out of it. Take all of that out of it and just go, COVID's killing people, right? You, you, you tell me COVID's killing people. Why in the holy hell would you let more COVID in? Why would you actively do that? You have failed, sir. You have failed. So let's send some people down to the, uh, down to the border. Um, I think that's a great idea. Okay. Oh, my gosh, that went by so fast. That went by so fast. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to talk a little about the, the late night sensation that is uh, the Greg Gutfeld show. And we're going to talk about they keep bringing up these vaccine passports. They keep bringing up the vaccine passports. And I think that's going to get a nay from me and from the Gimlet. But we're going to dig into it. We'll be right back.
2: Enjoy.
0: They're having some fun over on Fox News. They're having some fun at 11 o'clock. Hopefully you caught it. Hopefully you've been watching the Greg Gutfeld show! Exclamation point! Gutfeld. Uh, I was uh, I had a blast. I was on there Friday, and it was a uh, it was a good time. I enjoyed it, and of uh, it's a ratings success. There's no other way you can frame it. People are hating on the show. Of course, the you know the cool kids are like, oh, it's not this and it's not that, and you should. do it. The ratings, I'll, th- I'll let you guys know this. Uh, Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert, they average anywhere from like 1.5 to 1.6. That's their average night. Gutfeld came out the door, came out the door with 1.6. And on, on the high end of 1.6, close to 1.7. That was the premiere. Now, usually, and I, I know this from my background in in the world of sitcoms you get a big number for your premiere and then you you dip a little bit on the the next night and then the third night you dip a little bit more but that's usually your number that's usually your number so i go in there friday uh and i'm you know hey congrats talking to the producers hey congratulations the ratings were good yada 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 and they're like ooh tuesday was even better and Wednesday built. And I'm like, that, that is unheard of. That is unheard of. Now, I don't belong to uh, Nielsen.com or any of that stuff. I get my ratings just like you guys. There's, a, there's some online tools that you can use. So I can't wait. And they're always way behind. Cable's always way behind, usually about a week. But I can't wait to look tomorrow and see what the ratings were like for uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was on I was on Friday night with uh, with the wonderful Cat Timpf. Who uh, thanks again, Cat, for being on our show, uh, and thanks again to to Greg for doing our show a few months ago. It was it was a lot of fun. Greg was busting my chops about my apparel, which is fine. And I'm like, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna break. I'm not gonna bend. He can publicly try to humiliate me. But uh, I got to be me, Gimlet. I got to be me. Oh,
1: I had ideas. But.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're alone. What was fun, what was funny, though, like, he railed on me in the intro. Like, so in the intro, he was prepared to make fun of my attire no matter what. It was already, okay. it was in the teleprompter. So he, he and Kat ganged up on me a little bit in the, in the A block. Then they did it again in the C block. I was going to say an
1: extended, an extended portion on your wardrobe, including, including the way you coordinate your colors. Yes. So I,
0: I, I made an appeal uh, to America to defend me and people did. God, people are good. People are good. And their compliments were, it wasn't like, it wasn't like what that was. Fan people are more more like. I thought you looked okay. I thought you looked good. I thought you looked fine. <laughs> which, well, which is awesome. I, I appreciate mean, the support. I,
1: I like Greg, but he wears a uniform. He wears the same thing every night.
0: If I was him, I would too. I really would. If I was him, I would wear the black uh, sports jacket the white shirt, black tie and blue jeans. That would be my, I think he's wearing the suit pants now, but that would be that. Uh, That's the last thing you want to do is think about what you're going to wear on the show for real. Because that is what that, you have people for? Yeah, you do in, in a, in a, in a normal show, but like, this is like they're evolving in it and they're kind of figuring it out as they go. And, and literally I, I, I and with, in all sincerity, in all sincerity, Put yourself in Gutfeld's shoes for a moment. In his teeny tiny shoes. <laughs> We're the oh, same dear. height. We're the same height. I can't even make those jokes. That's what I was hating. That's what I was hating. I, if, if I was a big giant like Tyrus, I could have really uh, lambasted him. But no. it with, with, with Greg, he's doing the five every day really? of the week. He's got that. He's got the five every day of the week. And then he's got his own show every day of the week. So you've got to have your commentary and all these subjects. And a lot of times they're going to overlap and you're going to be covering a subject on the five that you're also going to be doing on your late night show. And you don't want to do the same material or the same talking points. That's a lot of that's a lot of stress. And then to make it look casual and just off the cuff. So they're doing a great job. Two
1: monologues a day, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. So it was fun. They had an audience down there. They They have. uh, They've moved into a little bit of a bigger studio, but for social distancing, they got to keep people so far apart, but they had, uh, they had a few people down there in the audience, so that's great. So hopefully as you know, the, the COVID situation improves, they'll be able to have more people down there and they can maybe play around uh, with some of the camera angles and stuff and audience shots, but that show, for the people who are hating on it now, hold on. Because it's just going to get better as they get more and more uh, in a group. They
1: only hate on the things they're scared of.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which was why I was so delighted. There's a couple people who tweeted, who tweeted at me, hate tweeted. And they're like, they're like, uh, the loftest party. The loft. That's my Twitter handle. Uh, the Loftus Party has a very sad website. And I'm like, ooh, more of that, more of that. Keep bringing it because, you know, then they're looking and they have nothing specifically that they can say. So they have to do this like this general sweeping. Oh, that's sad. Oh, but this lead, This is what is, is leading me to my next thing. On Gutfeld in the A block, and I want to devote a little bit of t- time to it uh, here, was the, the Hunter Biden thing. The Hunter Biden thing, which uh, it, it's, it's worth mentioning because we're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of the media rehabilitating Hunter Biden. And we're totally losing the plot. Everybody is talking about, oh, his addiction and, oh, this. Oh, and he was snorting Parmesan cheese and, oh, Jimmy, oh, and your addiction. You guys – I I don't give a damn about this guy's addiction. I really don't. I really don't. I, if that's a normal human being, if you're not the son of the president, if you're not having somebody picking up after you 24 hours a day, you're in jail. You're in prison, or you're in rehab getting some help. This kid is running around the countryside. You know, it started back in 2016 when he left the car in the in the in the in the desert with with the crack pipe and the IDs and the badges and everything else. And everybody's like, oh, we'll just look the other way. And and he keeps getting job after job. And how can you he is a drug addict. He is a crackhead. I know a lot of addicts. I hope he gets help. But you cannot be holding his hand and running him around the globe, going, "Hey, why don't you do something with these Chinese people? do you think he's do you think he's on his on his A game when he's talking to the Chinese people when he's forgetting that he left laptops all all over God's green earth? That's a national security risk you can you can be uh sympathetic to his addiction, yeah, sorry, but you don't want that kid globetrotting." making deals for his so all of it was that, that is his laptop. Anybody who tries to tell you, oh, it may may it may not be mine and Rudy Giuliani and all that crap. That's his frickin' laptop. We all know it. <laughs> He's well, it's horrible. he doesn't
1: know it. He has no idea.
0: Exactly. That's his little his little non-answer. And You know what really bugged me? Did you see the little snippet of the uh interview he did with Kimmel? Did mm-hmm. you okay? So Kimmel's like uh you know, I saw some of the videos in the laptop. And uh, thanks for being here. I'm I'm surprised you uh, you even re- remembered to wear a shirt. <laughs> and then Hunter takes it a little bit too far. He could have been like, "Yeah, that was horribly embarrassing," but he's like, "Yeah, it's a wonder I remember to wear pants too." <laughs> and he like tries to chime in like he's in on the joke, and that is a step too far. That is a step too far. They're trying to they're trying to change the narrative over Hunter Biden of like, oh, look, he over he's overcoming addiction. Nope. Nope. Here's how I believe it works. And this is from the, the Tony Bob Bob uh guy. This is the laptop dude. This is emails. This is text messages. It works just like a mafia family. You've got uh, you got uh, Joe Biden up there. As the ringleader. He's the guy. He's the boss. He's the head honcho. He's the big guy. Now, he can't do anything because people are looking at him. So he's got to send his brother, what, Jim? Jim Biden, who does all the air quote construction jobs in third world countries. Okay, so, uh-huh. Joe, so Joe makes sure that Jimmy gets the good bids. And hey, bid this, you'll get the gig, yada, yada, yada. It's all perfectly legal, I guess. It's all perfectly legal. And then you take Hunter. And I guarantee they wish it was Bo, but unfortunately, Bo's gone. So now they got Hunter over there as, a, as another little foot soldier. All right, Hunter, we're going to set you up in uh, Burisma uh, and, and you, you get yourself a really good salary. You keep 20%. You give uh, 30 to, to Jimmy, and then you give the big guy 40. And from Hunter complaining... In emails and text messages. He complains about it. He complains about the arrangement. Like I'm the one keeping this family of folk. He's keeping everybody in in riches. And I think that's uh, another reason why he parties so much. I'd be frustrated as all hell. If I went over. Yeah, like,
1: but I mean, my whole thing was like when he left the crack pipe. And the driver's license in the car. And when you drop off, off a laptop that has all that crap on it. And you just never go pick it up. It's almost like he was doing it on purpose.
0: That's what I keep coming back to. I really do. In a really
1: passive-aggressive kind of way, knowing that he's not going to get blamed and that people are going to cover for him. But at the same time, it's like a shot at your dad.
0: And it's like, I want to get caught. I don't like who... I don't like who I am. Would somebody please stop me? He got thrown out of the military for doing drugs, which that's 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 cry for help number one. That's cry for help number one. Your life has gone off the rails. Your life has become unmanageable. Drugs are controlling your life. You got thrown out of the military. And what do they do? Don't worry. We'll cover it. We'll sweep it under the rug. Hey, I just talked to my buddy, uh, George Bush. He's going to put you on the Amtrak board. So wear a suit tomorrow. Wear a suit tomorrow and go make your money and give me a big hunk. So then you have another mistake after that. Oh, you mess up this and you leave the car in the desert. 2016, right before the election, you know you're going to get busted. They clean that up again. Hey, don't worry. We're going to set you up with Barisma, ying, yang, ying, baca, Baka baca. baca, baca. It's, uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And it's not good for national security.
1: Well, I mean, you just don't do the kind of things that he's done if, he, if you're happy with, I mean, with, it, with the way you're living life. I mean, he's out there. I don't even remember the stripper. I don't even know. That. She had your kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, the other thing. The New
1: York, The lady at New York Post, Miranda, I can't remember her name. She's the one that broke the laptop story to begin with. Miranda Devine, maybe? Yeah. She's actually written the definitive definitive book on Hunter's laptop. And Uh. she's like, according to messages, he was hanging out with her and taking her to hotels and on vacation and traveling with her for five months. That's ridiculous to say he can't remember who she is.
0: It's that's we got to keep staring it back towards Burisma and China because this Chinese company that hunters helping their helping them with their investments and blah 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 blah. And there's a couple of companies that he is he facilitated the little deal and it's dual use technology. It's that it has a civilian use and it has a military use. that's that's a, that's national security right there uh, and all that other stuff. People like listen. You, you got. I know it's tawdry, and I know it's sexy, and it probably sells a lot of headline, you know, a lot of newspapers. Like, oh wow, here's you know, here's Hunter Biden, you know, having a three way with uh, with uh, a couple of hookers. Okay, that's great. I, I really listen. He when it, he's oh he he did a bunch of crack, and now he's he's banging two strippers. Okay, that's fine. That's that whatever. I, I don't care. I care about the 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 country. I care about. The the nepotism. I care about the payoffs. I care about all that stuff. If he wants to if he wants to bang some stripper's feet on his couch while he's watching Jeopardy, okay. That's that's fine. That's wonderful. Now can we please talk about barisma and China and investments and money and who gets the money and why they get the money? Follow the money. Wow. Another Dude, one. Don't that went you
1: gotta by kinda wonder too, like who really thought it was a good idea to write a book right now?
0: His PR people. His PR people. Don't you think his father's PR
1: people would have a little bit to say about that?
0: I guarantee they're the same people. Listen, you're changing the narrative. It's working. It's working. <sighs> they baking, they're, they're baking in this new narrative of this brave Young man who's battling addiction, and addiction's young. a horrible thing, and addiction's a horrible thing, and you can't make fun of addiction. And you know what? It is brave, and it's wonderful that he was, yes, he had some downs. T- that's what it is, and that's all they want to talk about. So it is we're in the middle of it. That's why: He's I'm talking
1: older about. than I am. Can we stop treating him like a child?
0: Not media. The PR people, well, the PR people in the media are in. They're in the same tent. They're in the same tent. I did
1: not. I did not realize how rough he looks.
0: Oh yeah. Well, he listen. People complain about his teeth, but if you see the before and after, like his dentist gets a big, big tip of the cap. Boy, his. No he had, kidding. He had meth mouth, pretty darn bad, and yeah, Absolutely. he got some. He got some new chompers in there working. He's a national security list uh, risk. The, the, the whole thing is is set up like a, a mafia party, and it's the president of the United States that's in on it. Let's keep going there. And this is the the thing that I didn't really have a joke for it, but I wanted to say it on the Gutfeld Show just to remind America: the FBI's had that laptop since 2018. They've had mm-hmm. that laptop since 2018, and in December of 2020. They go, "Yep, we're now prepared to start the interview process." They are dragging their feet. They're on this. They're all on the same reading from the same playbook. All right, so we'll drag our feet on this. Hunter, you come out with a book. The focus of the book is on your your the brave way you handled addiction, how it took you to the lowest lows, but now you're coming back and on the cover put a picture of you as a baby holding your daddy's hand to tug at the heartstrings so they're they're setting the narrative and now they're just going to bake it in and they're going to trot him out onto jimmy kimmel and anybody else who will have him to talk about his brave struggle against addiction and and is not going to be talked about the laptop will well, the laptop will only be like the tawdry stuff but so I saw you dancing around in a feather bow and a jockstrap. <laughs> Looks like you. That was like some Matthew McConaughey stuff. <laughs> and it's all going to be laughs and laughs and laughs. And then, and mark my words, America and, and Australia and Canada and where all our lovely listeners are. You can write it down right now. When someone brings up the laptop again and they bring up Burisma and they bring up China. The reaction from the media is like you're still talking about that are you still are you still focused on that? That is the next step in the playbook. You drag your feet, you reset the narrative and then when someone brings up the actual crime again, they try to uh, make you they, they try to put you off to the side with this wow you're still talking about that no that's that's old news that's old news. I learned this from Cheryl Atkinson and once you see the pattern, you can never unsee it it is a recipe and they've been they've been using it for decades the fbi uses it the government uses it pr firms use it it is and it, it and it works it works and they're doing it right now and we're at the very beginning of the recipe
1: but can can hunter screw up the recipe and get like i don't know arrested for wrecking a car high on crack
0: but then that goes to the addiction thing. Uh, they're smart enough. They'll they'll keep him out of, like, he, I don't think he's on the board of Burisma anymore. And I think he's probably gotten out of the China deal, which that's good. That's good right. for us as a nation. But then it gives, him, it gives him cover. Like, yes, I realized that that was a blah, blah, blah. And it could potentially look like a conflict. And it could potentially make my father look bad. And I love my father. Okay. Okay. No, you don't. I'll I'll take that. I'll take all that on face value. I'll take all on face value. Now, unfortunately, son, when you were in the depths of your addiction, you did some horrible stuff. So we still got to look into that because the law is the law. And that's what we're losing. Okay, we're going to go to a break, but that's where we're in danger of losing. And I would say we've already lost uh, that justice is blind and and that the FBI, whatever. Okay, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back with a little, oh, just a little tiny bit. We got What's on the Web with Paul. And then, of course, the show continues over on Patreon. It's so much show. It's so much goodness. Loosen your pants like at a turkey dinner because there's so much more coming. We'll be right back.
3: To stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition merit-based scholarships and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's, cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
0: Like a mighty sunflower of creativity, it just grows and grows. I don't think it's blossomed yet, people. Of course, I'm talking about the segment known as What's on the Web with Paul. Holy guacamole. What's on the Web with Paul? How you doing, bud? I'm
3: doing great, Michael. I have not flown United Airlines, so I'm safe and I'm doing wonderful.
0: Yeah, there you go. Good call that was a that was a dangerous little decision they made the just so everyone knows uh, United Airlines they announced that uh, they have a little flight school there a little training facility that they have and uh, they feel that their flight deck should uh, reflect the diversity of the the people who are sitting in the plane So they're going to guarantee that half of the people in their flight school are going to be people of color and women. It's not about being the best pilot. It's just about what's what you got dangling and what shade it is. <laughs> okay, so so maybe that's maybe that was your first pick maybe maybe my video about United Airlines going crazy, that was your first pick of what's cool on the web.
3: It is because when the plane crashes and we all die, at least it will be a diverse plane crash.
0: yeah,, and it'll be a stark reminder that we're all pink on the inside. That's right. <laughs> All right, what what else? What else is jumping out at you at the dot com? There's so much good stuff, dude. It's an embarrassment of riches. We're like Indiana Jones here in a giant temple of goodness.
3: Yes, we are. And there's a new show on Fox News called Gutfeld exclamation oh point, and k- it, it uh, airs five nights a week at eleven p.m. Meaning it's going to cross over. Into what was formerly known as the late night comedy hour, not mm-hmm. that, which is not late night comedy anymore, and someone that we know may have made a guest appearance on Gutfeld already.
0: What? Yes, yes, I'm on. I, I was on the new show. I was on the new show. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the Gimlet and I have already uh, discussed this. It's a lot of fun. It's a big challenge for. Uh, the for for Greg Gutfeld and for Kat Timph and Tyrus and and the producers and everybody, it's it's a lot different doing a show every night than than one night a week. There's a lot of challenges. However, I'm confident that they will uh, the, just the show will just keep improving and getting better and better. And then here's the great news. And this is probably a recap because I, I know I've I've hit this earlier with the Gimlet. The ratings for Monday, the first show, 1.6 million, close to 1.7. Now, that is significant, ladies and gentlemen, because the average audience for Kimmel and for Colbert and for uh, uh, the other Jimmy Fallon, they they do about a 1.5, a 1.6 themselves. So the competition is real. There's a lot of people hating on the show but you cannot deny the popularity. So congrats to everybody at Gutfeld.
3: So we don't want to go over that too much since we've already covered that, but people can go to theloftistparty.com and see yeah. our post there to find out more about it, and they can get a clip to see what the flavor of that show is like. So everybody needs to go to theloftestparty.com and check they that They really
0: out. do. They really do.
3: Moving on, we've got some movie reviews this week. We have the management's review of Godzilla versus Kong. We have... New Loki trailers, legit. Obviously, that one's not a review. But those are two of the big movies that we touched on this week. Do you have any thoughts, any more thoughts on those?
0: You know what? I want to give a big shout-out to Loki. The the premise is so strong. I touched on this on my article. And then, listen, uh, just a quick word about uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That was fun. It was just fun. Like The more I think about it, the more it's like, shame on me. Like, what did I expect? Like, (laughs) It it had rules. It kind of followed its own rules, whatever. But here's what I like about Loki that's worth talking about is the very premise of it. Now, with the Mandalorian, uh, Star Wars, fun show, and it's nice to be back in that you know that world, that galaxy, that reality, uh, and see it done right. But here's the problem, the dangerous problem that you always have to be on the lookout for. So the Mandalorian has an adventure and somebody goes, oh, you got to go to planet, uh, you know, X and meet this person. They'll be able to help you. You go to planet X and they're like, oh, my gosh, there's this weird thing going on planet X. And uh, they have a big fight. And at the end of the episode, the person from planet X goes, oh, you need to go to planet uh, B, planet B. That's where they'll really help you. So then next week he goes to planet B and it goes on and on and on like this where every problem Every problem could be solved with people just talking. If the Mandalorian just freaking landed on planet X and went to the person, goes, "Hey, where do I where do I find the you know the 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 servant of Dole or whatever?" And they go, "Oh, you want to go to? Play? It, it's that simple. It's that fast. And that's the problem for the writers. Okay, so that's a trap you have to be aware of. And it's the trap that they've fallen into at Falcon and, and uh, Winter Soldier, the big Marvel thing." OK, got to go to Prague and you got to talk to this person. And they go, oh, now you've got to go to South Africa and talk to this person. Oh, no, now you got to go to Hungary. And it's just like, ugh. It's like it, it's the, the entire show is a series of side quests, which is problematic. Loki has solved that because what they're doing, in effect, I believe, from looking at the trailers. Uh, do you remember a show called Quantum Leap? Oh, of course. That was uh, Scott Bakula. Quantum Leap was great. So you had like uh, a society that was like time cops and they go, "Uh uh-oh, because we have multiple timelines going on now in this crazed multiverse, you have to go make sure that this thing happens or else it will upset the path. This is the brilliant thing that Marvel, I think, accidentally fell into. When they did the multiple timelines for uh, Avengers Endgame they created a problem that's ne- that needed solved so that's how that's how Loki disappeared and so now it's him and uh, Owen Wilson looks like Owen Wilson is the guy from the time cop so and then you have the conflicted hero of Loki is he going to go back into these m- different multiverse timelines and is he going to try to help himself I guarantee he will will he find a heart and try to do the right thing at some point I guarantee he will there's so much conflict, and everything is at stake. And even though it's a side mission, it doesn't feel like a side mission. Woo. Really, So I'm excited.
3: Interesting. Interesting thoughts. Mm-hmm. We can discuss that further at a different time. But we have to move on. Yeah, we do. So moving on, we have a shipping container house Airbnb with basketball court is badass. So this was a house. That was partially constructed out of shipping containers and it was done in a way that I've never seen before. You want to talk a little bit about that?
0: I do. Because here's what, and this is something that the listeners need to know. Here's what drives theloftestparty.com. Stuff that we're into. Stuff that we're into. Uh, And I think you're into it too. And that's why we're always inviting people to come in and sign up and join and maybe even contribute if you want to. Like, what are you into? I've got this strange. Okay, here's the things I love. I want to learn how to surf. I want to learn how to sail. I love tropical islands. I also have a strange fascination now with with building stuff and this people taking shipping containers and repurposing them. There's some very cool shipping container houses. You can do a lot. These things can withstand a lot of pressure just the way they're, they're designed. Now. There's a couple in Ohio, Hocking Hills. Now, I used to party a lot when I was younger in the Hocking Hills. It's it's a beautiful section of Ohio. These people took two shipping containers, and they put them side by side, like, like two straight lines. But they left enough space in the middle where they could do a basketball court. And then they built on top of the shipping containers, and they built a little second story. So you go inside this house, and you're entering the space between the shipping containers, there's an indoor basketball court, then you can go to your right and your left, there's a huge, beautiful porch out front, there's a patio out in the back, and I really want to do more investigation into this, like, what what did that cost? Because that, to me, ladies and gentlemen, seems ideal. You get a plot of land somewhere, and you go, I want two shipping containers, you know, you lay down your foundation, you plop one here, you plop one there. You can do anything with that space in the middle. You don't have to do a basketball court, you can do whatever. It sleeps four, it's gorgeous. And I just loved it. Great house
3: and it's a great uh, the guy who hosts the video does a good job. He shows you around, it's easy to watch, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's a nice that's a nice little YouTube channel that kid has.
3: Yep. Next one i got to talk about is Why the Phantom Endures a genre favorite. That's a movie made back in 1996. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, yeah. but another fun fact about that is it stars a former Loftus Party podcast guest, which would be Christy Swanson. Have I, you always,
0: seen- I always forget she's in that. You know what? The, the, the Phantom... I have to go look at that again. The Phantom uh, kind of broke my heart a little bit when it came out. It really did. It was... Uh,
3: And I understand why it's, it's, it's a flawed movie, but it's good.
0: Yeah. There was a weird, if you go back and look at like the 1970s and the early eighties, like CBS tried to do uh, a Spider-Man show, you know, and, and, you know, of course there was a famous Batman TV show, yada, yada, yada. And if you think about Batman's costume, uh, in the TV show, it was tights. It was tights. It wasn't padded. It wasn't armored. And the Phantom, like all, the costume, was kind of off-putting. It was still kind of close really to is. like kind of kind of close to tights. However, I would totally revisit that as as a franchise. I mean, you're going to get a lot of pushback, you know, with with the woke people. But here's the for me, uh, sentimentally, I had two paper routes as a little kid. Two paper routes in Columbus, Ohio. And on Sundays, that was the big paper. You had to put in the coupons. You had to put in the extra Sunday magazine. And you also had, you know, the comics. So the Phantom was this comic strip. And most com- most dramatic comic strips were horrible. Just absolutely horrible. The Phantom was so cool the phantom was so cool because there was a long line of phantoms. And I think this dude was like shipwrecked or there was a plane wreck and he was the chosen one. He was like some rich playboy guy. Who's now the chosen man to be the phantom. And he's got two rings and one ring is like, uh, is like the, the mark of good people. And one ring is the mark of bad people. Like one's a skull and one's the mark of the phantom. So I just always thought as a kid, I thought it was so cool. He would punch a bad guy and would, and would hit him with that one ring, and forevermore that dude would bear the mark of the Phantom. I just thought it was so cool, and he was running around the jungle doing good stuff. Uh, the movie, yeah, didn't, I, I didn't, I just remember watching it and going, oh, man, oh, that's a bummer.
3: <laughs> it is flawed because the costume's one of the issues. The big doomsday weapon that they're chasing out after proves to be laughable in the end, but what yeah. it has going for it is it was part of the uh, uh, 1990s craze Where you had retro superheroes. In other words, they were sitting around the 1930s or 40s. You got to remember you had Dick Tracy, 1990, Rocketeer, 1991. Then you had The Shadow, 1994. And then you had The Phantom, 1996. They're all, for the most part, with except, well, Dick Tracy and and The Rocketeer are both pretty good. And I don't think I'd change anything about them. The Shadow and The Phantom have flaws. But if you look at them all four together, the what do you call it? The production design or the, the art design of all of them yeah. simply
0: because of the period they're set in. Yeah, they're worth.
3: It. That's what's worth it for watching all four of those.
0: Dick Tracy, as flawed as it is, that's art. That is cinematically that's art. The way they picked the colors, the the set design, the way they would frame the shots. Uh, Warren Beatty probably not the guy to do that. However, he wasn't. You, bad. He was. Okay. No, he wasn't. It was all right. But that was that was uh, Dick Tracy kind of holds up. But the one that really is near and dear to my heart is the Rocketeer. Yep. The it Rocketeer. Has, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly's in it. Um, that's, oh, my gosh. The that's, ro- that's the Rockahooey like... Every time, I, every time I see Jennifer Connelly like... on screen, I immediately think the Rockahooey Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the Rocketeer, you got to go back and look at that. That's one of those. That's a head scratcher. You're like, wow how how was that not a hit movie? I don't know. Well, we
3: can talk um, about that, but I don't want to get into that. Going back to quickly to Dick Tracy though. Dick Tracy was Sin City before Sin City was ever Sin City. And what I mean by that is everybody talks about Sin City. It was like a comic strip brought to life. Okay. Go back and watch Dick Tracy. They did it years before. Dick Tracy had a lot of celebrities in it, too. Remember Al Pacino, Dick Van Dyke, on and on and on. Just goes on.
0: Yeah. Um, see, that's where the, the Al Pacino thing I thought was. Eh. But you know who was great in that uh, as, as Mumbles was Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. That was so creepy. That was so creepy when I saw it. So Dustin Hoffman plays this character named Mumbles who's like, blah, 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 blah. he's just like, he's mumbling. But if you record it and you play it slowly, he's actually saying something. He was. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. You got one more, buddy. You were really excited about the tortilla. Hack as a game changer. Dude, I was. If you guys haven't seen tortilla. Yeah. Hack as a game changer. You need to watch that because that's just like that blue. My... Seriously, you hear a lot of like this hack is a game changer. Blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like like passe and pedestrian. This one exhibits a thinking it's like someone was looking at the problem in a whole new way and I respect it. And, and I'm trying it for lunch today. I'm trying it for lunch. It's just brilliant. I'm and that's all I'm going to say. I, I would, I would never, I would never think to use a tortilla uh, like that. So that was a great one. Okay. I'm going to do mine and then we're going to, we're going to call it, we're going to call it a day all right. uh, uh, for the segment. You guys, you guys got to read uh, uh, black gun ownership, is up, and, and it's fantastic, because it is. Uh, uh, black folk are buying guns. This This last year, it's up like 58%, and I love it. I love it, love it, love it, and I love everything that it pre- represents. It is everything that's good about this country. My other thing that you got to check out is uh, is uh, swimming in Costa Rica with this young woman named Louisa, who has, who has got the YouTube thing figured out. I'm so insanely jealous. Real good looking girl goes out, has adventures, stays at resorts. She goes deep sea fishing. She goes snorkeling. She looks like a million bucks. She's having an absolute blast. And a lot of these places I totally want to go, but I doff my cap to her. I doff my cap to her and her little thong wearing deep sea diving awesome self. (laughs) She's having a great, she's having a great life. and, And that's awesome. Good for her. Okay, always so much more good stuff. We're adding stuff every day. Be on the lookout, everybody. Uh, we got a craft beer guy. Mm-hmm. We got a craft beer guy who's joining the crew. Going to be doing some beer reviews, but that's just the tease. Paul, as always, thank you for letting us know what's on the web. And everybody, go pick up Paul's book. Go, Paul. Yes. Go pick up Paul's Four book. versus we were- The Valkyries, everybody. Bump it up, bump, bump, bump it up, bump, bump. All right. That's right, have a have good it. one, Paul. It's I'll Michael. talk to you later. Yep, bye. I love that segment. I love doing what's on the web. And here's the here's the other idea. Uh, Paul and I were talking about Gimlet, and we're gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to do this. I want to do an episode, a special episode of this show. Maybe we'll do it once a month, just pure entertainment. There's pure entertainment. We're going to talk about movies. We're just going to talk pop culture. That's it. It's just going to be straight up. Straight up. There's so many good things happening and weird things and the way, uh, you know, politics affects it. But really just straight up good storytelling. Did you ever start watching The Expanse? I haven't yet because I traveled this week. Okay. Okay. I'm dragging my feet on it. I was gonna watch an episode last night. I realized I'm in episode two, or, or, or I'm, I'm in season two rather. And the quality—I oh, so have some
1: catch up.
0: The quality has not dropped off. It's just—it's just—it's great. I—I—I I, I am thoroughly enjoying it, and I'm—I'm I'm enjoying. I watched uh, season two, episode one the other night, and I'm like, "Yup, keep it coming, keep it coming. The way the characters are developing, the story, I'm all in. So I'll keep trying to go slow. Okay, now before we switch over to Patreon, I, I just want people to know this on the, on the regular show. Not everybody goes to Patreon. You should. I don't know why you don't. We appreciate you. We have to say this out loud. Uh, there's uh, one of the founders of, of Black Lives Matter. One of the one of the brave, brave, classically trained Marxists. Uh, her name is Patrice Khan, and I think her last name is Colors or Coolers. Mm-hmm. It's it's C U L L O R S. She has uh, purchased four homes since. Oh, uh, I only
1: knew about one.
0: Oh, you need to do. Uh, yeah, she's got the new one. She's got the new one. Uh, she also has three others or two others in the L.A. area. That she she had one for for like two years. Then she brought a, she, uh, bought another one, and then for the the one point four million dollars, the new one. It sounds like a lot for that area. She probably didn't get a whole lot of house because it's L.A. Mm-hmm. But she's uh she's up to four homes now. She's up to four that she owns. Off she of. has
1: more than Bernie.
0: Yes, she has more than Bernie, and and, uh, and real estate agents are reporting that she's also looking at property. I believe it's in the Bahamas, uh, where Tiger Woods and a bunch of other very uh, well-off people have their little private enclaves. So there's your uh, there's a lot of your Black Lives Matter that's. money. Yeah,
1: guess everybody knows where those donations went.
0: And and maybe I'm living in a vacuum. Maybe I'm watching the wrong news. And maybe I could do a little bit more research. I'll tell you right now. Maybe I'm just ignorant on this. But where is I really where where is Black Lives Matter spending all that money? Where's all that money um, going?
1: Nobody knows.
0: It's now. They, I remember that
1: they thing. Now, they were they were rolled up under the um, felons charity. I can't remember her name now. She was one of the, like, May 19 terrorists back in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but once that got disclosed, uh, they now roll up under the Tides Foundation, and that's a complete dark money bundling sort of thing. So you'll you'll never know where the money goes.
0: I wish I knew who was looking into that. Like, uh, like a couple shows ago, we were talking about, hey, if – if critical race theory is going on in your kid's school, you can contact this guy because this guy is dedicated to, uh, to finding that and bringing lawsuits and yada, yada, yada. I wish I knew and could convey to you, and sorry, dear listeners, that I don't know that, but somebody's got to have their eyeball on Black Lives Matter. Somebody has to keep – here's the way I look at it, honestly. So you've got this, this – uh, I'm going to – yeah, this scam. The scam that is uh, under, the, under the banner of uh, Black Lives Matter. All right, so they raised a bunch of money. Everybody was, could, was going out of their way, throwing money at them, throwing money at them, throwing money at them. So why not do some kung fu there and go, okay, Black Lives Matter, you, you got all this money. Now let's encourage them to spend that in, in a way that actually benefits the community. We can hold their feet to the fire. And, and put public pressure on them to spend that money in the right way. I think people need to be outraged that this this woman has four houses and is looking for a fifth all off of, that is, that's oof. Karmically, karmically, that's bad. That's bad. Does she does she thank uh, George Floyd at night when she goes to bed? Ooh, I'm glad. Is she, is she secretly glad that that happened? That was a nice... That was a good fundraising fundraising event. I don't want to get into the whole uh, Chauvin uh, trial. That's going to have to be its whole show at some point. Okay, here's what we're going to do. There's more talk about the vaccine passports. You guys, uh, this is one of those that, like the the vaccine passports and the HR one, this House Resolution one. These are the two we really, 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 really got to focus on. This is up there with critical race theory. We gotta we gotta fight, fight, fight the vaccine passports. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Come on over, go to Patreon, make a make a goofy little donation so you can get the content. We're going to be over there talking about this kind of stuff. It's great radio. Join us over at Patreon, dear listeners. And if not, thanks for supporting the the show and the channel and the theloftestparty.com in whatever way you can. <laughs> we'll see you next time.